Greetings, greetings, and welcome back to The Friendly Troll. I'm Isaac Rutenberg, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. Today I'd like to talk to you about the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Specifically, I'd like to start off with the definition, then we'll look at why the Fourth Industrial Revolution is likely to have a very great big impact in the Global South, and particularly in Africa, Then we'll look at some things we ought to probably be cautious about, because others are being cautious about it, if for no other reason. And we'll look at an example of that. So let's begin. Fourth Industrial Revolution follows, naturally, the Third Industrial Revolution, which was the introduction of computers and automation into the, the economy. In the Fourth Industrial Revolution, we build on that, the widespread industrial uh, introduction of computers. As Klaus Schwab says, on uh, who's from the WEF, World Economic Forum, uh, on Encyclopedia Britannica, the fourth industrial revolution involves a systematic change across many se- sectors and aspects of human life. The cross-cutting impacts of emerging technologies are even more important than the exciting capabilities that they represent. The result of this is societal transformation at a global scale. By affecting the incentives, rules, and norms of economic life, it transforms how we communicate, learn, entertain, and relate to one another, and how we understand ourselves as human beings. Now, Mr. Klaus goes on, or sorry, Mr. Schwab goes on to say that the technologies involved in the Fourth Industrial Revolution involve, uh, include some of the following gene sequencing and editing, such as CRISPR, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, such as vir- and, and virtual reality as part of that, robotics, 3D printing, neurotechnology, automation, blockchain, and smart materials. He concludes that these are, quote, rapidly changing the way humans create, exchange, and distribute value. Now, Mr. Schwab also, on the WEF website itself, says the following, that there are three reasons why today's transformations represent not merely a prolongation of the third industrial revolution, revolution, but rather the arrival of a fourth and distinct one, and those are velocity, scope, and systems impact. He goes on to say, the speed of current breakthroughs has no historical precedent. When compared with previous industrial revolutions, the fourth is evolving at an exponential rather than a linear pace. Moreover, it is disrupting almost every industry in every country. And the breadth and depth of these changes herald the transformation of entire systems of production, management, and governance. All fine and good. Now, the definition of technologies that are included in the Industrial Revolution vary a bit. I already mentioned those that were in the Encyclopedia Britannica article and Mr. Schwab. Let me give you another set of technologies. This one from the PwC website on Fourth Industrial Revolution, PwC being in the United States. They list eight essential, quote-unquote, essential technologies that are uh, part of the industrial Fourth Industrial Revolution. Those are artificial intelligence, augmented reality, blockchain, robotics, virtual reality as a separate one, 3D printing, and then two I haven't said anything about yet, drones and the Internet of Things. I would 
argue a little bit with this uh, definition or, or these te- this list of technologies and the list provided with uh, Mr. Schwab and the, and the World Economic Forum. There is one particular, in fact, that I think should be on this list or any list of fourth industrial revolution technologies. It has already proven to or already been shown to create systematic change across many sectors and aspects of human life. It has cross-cutting impacts. It has important societal transformative potential and demonstrated society transformations. And it was developed in Africa, or at least it was first rolled out in Africa. I'm talking about mobile money. M-Pesa, the the mobile money transaction platform that was rolled out in Kenya in 2006 is the most well-known of the mobile money transaction platforms, but there are these platforms in most African countries, and they really have transformed the way we do business, the way we interact. They have infiltrated the language of day-to-day business. They are incredibly important, and they are cross-cutting in the sense that they have changed everything about our society and the way we interact with money and people. Now, if that's not a transform- transformative enough, I don't know what is. I do wonder, is it not included on the list of 4IR technologies because it's so popular in Africa, but not in, for say, the United States? Well, the, uh, the United States and Europe, I should say, the Western world, those areas are starting to use mobile money a lot more. Uh, you have the likes of Venmo, but we've had it for a lot longer. And we've spoken about that, those technologies on this, on this show before. So I do wonder if it had been developed in the United States, would it be included in the definitions of 4IR technologies? I don't know. All right. Moving to the second topic, I'd like to propose that the fourth industrial revolution will have vast and rapid impact on much of Africa and the global south. And there's a specific reason for this. In the third industrial revolution, introducing computers and technology into business and the economy and different aspects of the the economy, intellectual property played a very important role. It's no coincidence that Silicon Valley, which is home to a lot of global technology companies, is also home to a very old and very thriving cohort or community of intellectual property lawyers and law firms. Many of these grew, these two aspects grew in parallel, and intellectual property played a very important role in the development of Silicon Valley. Intellectual property is also playing an important role in 4IR technologies, but I think in a very interesting way. Many of the technologies that are considered 4IR have an incredibly vast library of open source materials and open training material, including open training materials. So artificial intelligence is one of these. Most of the global technology giants have released open source artificial intelligence algorithms and tools, toolkits, to help people or allow people to use such 
uh, in technology and develop their own artificial intelligence. Now, of course, we can talk about the barriers to, to artificial intelligence, particularly in the data sets that are available, but it's important for this discussion that there is a lot of material from the algorithms to training courses to MOOCs, the online courses that allow people to learn how to use them. All of that is available, and anybody, including anyone in Africa, can go and use that as long as they have an internet connection. This is true for not just artificial intelligence. It's also true for 3D printing. In fact, there are open-source designs that allow you to, th to print a 3D printer, and many of the different designs in 3D printing are available through open-source or open are openly available in large databases. So those two in particular, 3D printing and artificial intelligence, we see a great uptake in those in Africa. We see quite a number of projects, tech hubs, individuals, research centers, in academia, outside of academia, that are using these, developing these, and it's pretty... Uh, apparent that these technologies are going to have a great impact. And I believe part of that is because of the wide availability of open source materials. So, let's talk about then, should we be cautious of 4IR? Well, we should be cautious of all technology, of course. One in particular we need to look at is facial recognition technology. Not too long ago, IBM announced that it would not be developing facial recognition technologies any longer. Soon after that, Amazon and then Microsoft also walked back their facial recognition technology programs. You've probably heard that San Francisco the home of, in many senses, facial recognition technology has banned it for use by police, and other cities have followed. So it makes a lot of sense that we should pause our, uh, our adoption of this technology as well. Is that happening? There's very little evidence that anyone in Africa is saying, let's follow that lead, let's wait, let's not develop or implement facial recognition technologies. In fact, many of the digital identity projects which are occurring in Africa include a facial recognition aspect. I would just like to say that there's probably a good argument to pause that and see where uh, the ethics, the, the technology leads us, the ethics, do we, should we develop, can we develop a, an ethical framework around the use of these technologies, and in particular that one, but others as well artificial intelligence generally. There's a wide movement now to develop by UNESCO and others to develop artificial intelligence frameworks, more uh, ethics frameworks for that technology. And finally, I just want to say something about a Make Me Smart episode from July 2nd. They discussed in that episode MIT's data set and how problematic it has been recently announced as being. In fact, MIT removed the data set from available, uh, being available openly. <clears throat> we know that data sets are part of the problem of bias in 
for example, artificial intelligence, if you train an AI with biased data, you get a biased AI. And most of our data, if not all of our data, is biased in some way or another. Well, I would just like to propose that if artificial intelligence developers in the West, perhaps, would like to have less biased data or maybe differently biased data and AI algorithms and and AI products, they might consider interacting with the many AI developers in Africa who have access to data sets that are different, who have perspectives that are different, who might develop these products differently, who might help remove some of the barriers and the the biases, sorry, the, the biases that are plaguing this industry. Just a thought. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, for this episode, I'd like to give a shout out to my my team at Sipit uh, out here, and uh, we look forward to uh, bringing you the next episode. Take care.